Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm joined by the wonderful Regold. Hi, Ray. Hi, Stacey. Your opening of this podcast just makes me smile. It's like, here we're going for a good time. Welcome to our listeners. I feel exactly the same. And today's episode is brought to you by an event that I'm very excited about. Well, two events, really, the Dance Life Teacher Conference and Seoul. It's happening this July. If you haven't planned your summer out, then you've got to make sure that the Dance Life Conference and Seoul are in your calendar now. It's five days. It's two events. Why are you so excited about this year's conference, Ray? I'm excited because for the conference, when it comes to the movement, we're going back to basics. It's going to be very technique focused. Uh, great new ideas because the business of dance has changed mm-hmm. for our business track and soul because it's a brand new event for the dancer and it's time for something new. I am excited. That's that's a light way of saying how I'm really feeling about soul. <laughs> awesome. If you haven't registered already, you can do so now. Go to regold.com. Today, Re, we're talking about accountability. We're talking about goal setting and what it means to be, you know, not halfway through the year, but, you know, the year is moving really fast, right? It's just time is absolutely disappearing for out from under us. And we all set goals at the beginning of the year. And we have really, you know, big expectations for ourselves of what we're going to achieve in our businesses, in our lives, in our classroom with our kids. And then we find that a couple of weeks go by and perhaps... Some of those goals are still at the forefront of our minds, but some have kind of just found a way to disappear. And so in thinking about accountability, Ree and I have been doing a lot of talk with the Gold Alliance and their accountability and their accountability partners. So Ree and I have been talking about accountability a lot. And I'm lucky that I have Ree. He's kind of my, you're kind of my accountability partner, Ree. When I've got honored, stuff, Stacey. when I've got stuff going on, and I really want to get something done, you're one of the first people I come to, and I say, "Look, this is what's going on. This is what I think I'm going to do. Can you help me get to where I want to get to?" Because for so many of us, that goal setting can happen at the beginning of the year with great intentions. We all have dreams and hopes and things that we want to achieve when when the the clock ticks over and we've got a brand new year. But I think accountability, having some accountability for yourself and having some accountability partners and people around you to help support you is really the key to success. Who holds you accountable, Ree? Uh, That's interesting. I, I have a lot of accountability partners. I'm big for this is what I'm thinking what do you think of it Mm -hmm. with some close friends? I often do it with Greg, who's my partner in crime at the Regold company. Yeah. Shout out to Greg. Sometimes like many of our listeners will uh, be able to relate to, I'm not happy with what he says, (laughs) (laughs) but he's right. Mm -hmm. So you have to, that is for me, 
one of the things that's important in an accountability partner is uh, someone who will be honest with you about either what you're trying to do, the goal you have in mind, and help to adjust um, where you're going mm-hmm. and make it for the better. Yeah, absolutely. That accountability is so that honesty and accountability is so important, right? You can't. You, well, we've all got friends and people in our in our circles that we go to when we want to hear the answer that we want to know. But having somebody in your corner that you know will be honest with you all the time mm. and tell you the truth is 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 priceless, especially when it comes to goal setting. Um, uh, we'll get right back on topic, but I had a friend the other day who's was very involved in dance 20 or 30 years ago and is much less involved. They live a normal life now. (laughs) And she said, I I saw your coffee talk on Facebook and you're looking over the camera too much. And what's funny is like, I'm thinking, how does she know this, you know? But I am. I'm looking up at a big monitor that has my text on it. Ah, and she spotted it for you. She, <laughs> she called you out. It for me. <laughs> Made me think. Yeah, absolutely. And then did you tweak but, it? Have you done a coffee talk since? I haven't, but it will be tweaked. <laughs> That's good. It will be tweaked. But also when we're talking about accountability, it's it's having a person where maybe you're working together to set goals for each or for yourselves. And then you have this person that says a week later, how'd you do on your goal? Mm-hmm. It can be that simple. And you don't necessarily have to be in the same business or field to find an accountability partner. You just need to find somebody, I guess, who would meet your ambition level or somebody that you trust yeah. to uh, be able to give excuses to because we will all have excuses. <laughs> yes, we absolutely will. I really like that, Ray, that ambition level. Because you're right, it doesn't have to be somebody who is, you know, a fellow dance studio owner or a fellow dance teacher, somebody who's, you know, in your organisation already or or within your industry. Sometimes it can be really valuable to have feedback and to have someone holding you accountable who is outside of your circle, who asks you good questions because they actually don't understand why you've set a certain goal in a certain way or why you're doing things in a certain way. That's really good feedback for you to be able to have to, you know, justify that and explain that because then you're going through that thought process of, okay, why is it that I want to achieve that? I um, have a have a great friend um, in the gorgeous Jane Gretch who lives in South Australia and I she's one of my accountability partners. And yes, she's in the dance industry, but I remember saying to her once, you know, 800 is my magic number. I want 800 students in my studio. That's what I want. And she said to me, why? And it was the first time I'd ever thought about why. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And isn't that a simple oh. question that you, I'm, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but 
that you didn't have an answer for. Didn't have an answer for. So simple. Yeah. <clears throat> and so powerful because from that moment onwards, I was able to think, okay, if this is going to be my big lofty goal, how I've got to figure out why it's important. And what I figured out was that it actually wasn't. What I wanted was more revenue. How was I going to make more money? And I thought that 800 students was the magic number and the magic way to do that. And she said, just just be careful what you wish for because you've got 400 students now. 400 more is 400 more families, 400 more customers that you have to nurture. Perhaps work on the 400 that you have and getting them into more classes and you'll get to where you want to get to. So I had to reevaluate my my goal that it wasn't actually about the students. It was actually about what do I want my revenue to be? And then working towards that goal was so much more powerful because it actually had a purpose. And without that that person to go to, without Jane as my accountability partner, I didn't have that feedback. And I would still be kind of charging ahead, trying to enroll every child that I saw on the street when they're probably not my ideal customer. They're probably not a good fit for my studio. They probably would have caused me a whole lot of drama that was, you know, is completely unnecessary. And, you know, now instead my goal is, is a whole lot more focused and she's holding me accountable to, to that number when it comes to revenue rather than student numbers. You just gave, I know we're talking about accountability today, but you just gave a good lesson for our listeners who may also be in that mindset that if I hit this number of students, I'll be happy. Mm. Because you're right. It's it's more about running your business more efficiently, more about serving your customers better so that they stay longer and want to do more. And that's easier to do than to reach out into a community that doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. And so, da da da. That was a point. <laughs> well, good. Hopefully, that was a like little light bulb moment for for people out there. But we've talked about so the, you know the reasons why it's important to have somebody holding you accountable. Re, what are the what are some of the traits of a really good accountability partner? If you want to be one for someone else, or if you want to bring one into your life, what are you looking for? I am going to do this spontaneously. The first uh, thought was honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, tough enough to say, re, I think that sounds like an excuse. Mm-hmm. Or do you think that uh, this goal is a little too big? Should we should we scale it back a little so that next time we talk, you will have accomplished some part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I guess someone that I feel like is genuinely concerned with my success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would show that back. Yeah. Yeah. And know that if I were an accountability partner, I didn't think of it till you asked me the question. That's what I would be. Yeah. You know, I would start off by saying, okay, if I'm going to do this right, this is about total honesty. Now, if you want to go here, 
I've learned, and this is good for our listeners, uh, maybe it'll get a laugh, I've learned how to be honest and it to come out of my mouth in a way that doesn't sound demeaning. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what I mean? That's absolutely important. Oh, it's a skill, yeah. right? It takes practice. It is a skill. It is a skill to say, well, that's really good. How about this? Mm. Yeah, 100%. Or, and that's as opposed to how come you didn't do it this way or how come you didn't think of this? Mm. Well, you're not going to do that, are you? No. (laughs) Not done it to you, have I? (laughs) Just once or twice. But, (laughs) but, you know, like that's, that's what I need from my accountability partner, E. Like I'd be, Mm -hmm. I'd be dishonest if I was, if I was saying, you know, just just give me the 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 fluff and the unicorns and the sequins and and the good stuff. You need your accountability partner to be the person that can deliver that to you. And sometimes it's not always going to come out perfectly, but in the end, they're often right because they have that perspective that you're after. Mm. Um, always good to have that, I'll call it helicopter perspective Mm. that others see that we don't because we're in the house all the time. Somebody is now overlooking the house and sees what we don't see. That is a really good person. Yes. You also, uh, I want to be sure to say this, you can be accountable to yourself too. Mm. Yeah. If, if you're thinking, wow, I don't know that person, I'd say you probably do and you should work a little harder. <laughs> but I would say I often, you brought up the Gold Alliance earlier. Uh, I've been doing these intake calls and a lot of people have goals and I say, so at what times during the week have you set aside to accomplish your goals, to hold yourself accountable? Mm. And most don't have any time aside. This is how a lot of people work. And it actually makes me think about myself because I have to say I'm slightly guilty of what I'm about to say. (laughs) Maybe you wake up in the morning, you know what has to get done that day, and that is where you run to. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know the summer whatever is happening at the studio, and now you're living under pressure because you're not getting the summer stuff done. Mm-hmm. because your work mode is tackling what's on our plate today and you're hoping just to get that done so I say I can be accountable to myself by setting aside let's say two hours a day on Tuesday and Thursday and one of those days is I don't get up I don't make excuses why I can't do it One of those days is, I'll categorize it like this, but our listeners can categorize it any way they want. 
current business dealings. And the second one is two hours. Hear this. Future planning. Mm. That simple. Like you don't do anything for those two hours, but the upcoming summer program mm -hmm. or what's coming in September that you'd like to do differently from last September. Mm -hmm. How and powerful could that list. be? Yeah. Make a list of what you accomplished and be your own accountability partner. Start to celebrate that you gave, because hear this, you will feel better because that procrastination thing that happens in your gut when you know all these other things should be taken care of will be lifted mm -hmm. and it'll be in two ways because you could say to yourself, I know that's a Thursday thing. Yep. And the other thing is when you get done on Thursday, you're going to be able to sleep that night because you just got done anything that would have been that, I'll call it this procrastination ping <laughs> that you used to live with all the time. Yeah. That guilt of knowing that there's things to be done and you're not making time to do them. Sometimes, you know, we stick our head in the sand and just hope that it'll all work out itself, that the summer program will ride itself. And it never does. We always end up in a mad rush when it needs to be done, when it becomes the thing that's urgent and important on that day. But I love that idea of setting that planning time. How powerful could it be for your business if you did exactly what Ray just said, if you sat, you know, if you did future planning every week for two hours? Wow. Imagine and if you think about it, it's not that much time. No. But the return, Huge. and it isn't just about procrastination. It's about giving yourself time to be creative. I think when we have to rush into next year's registration or rush into this year's marketing for the summer program, we're going to, let's say, look for what we did last year and maybe go with it or whatever. Change the day. <laughs> yeah. And not put any thought into how can I make this better? Mm. Yeah. If everything had enough time for us to look at and say, how can I make this better? And that was just our attitude. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's huge. I'm inspiring myself to do better. In this <laughs> podcast. Well, that's always a win. <laughs> I think, I think it's important to have goals. I think it's important to set goals and to have them somewhere visible because if you don't have them in front of you, if you do goal setting and then you just stick that piece of paper in a drawer, you're going to get to the next year and realise that you really haven't achieved much that was on that list. I think it's important to have it somewhere where you can see it all the time. And then I think it's important to have that self-accountability as well as accountability from others. And you don't need to, you know, go too far. It could be your partner that that it's, you're going to say, look, this is my goal. This is what I'd like to achieve. I'd like to get it done by August and I want you to help me make sure I achieve that. I want you to ask me every Thursday, did I spend two hours future planning? And, you know, if, if I say that I didn't, I need you to, you know, 
hold, hold me accountable for that. Make sure that I know. <laughs> that- so I, I actually think that's a perfect way to start this accountability process with someone. Yeah. Is the two of you make the decision that you're going to spend two hours on future planning and your accountability part is that you ask each other what you did during that future planning. Mm-hmm. And you must come with concepts and ideas that you did and that your accountability is that you're keeping up with those two hours and you're reporting to somebody, these are the five things I did, or this is the one thing, because yep. it's okay for it just to be one thing. Um, you know, I just, my head flashed to like that one thing could be that I spent two hours because it took that long going over my website and making a list of everything that needs to be updated during my future planning. Yep. Because that has bothered me for two years mm-hmm. that my website is not updated. Yes. So it doesn't have to be five things. It's that thing that Boy, are you going to feel good when you get done and you're going to tell your accountability partner that you had a glass of wine that night because you have this list and you're moving forward. How cool is that? Yes. And a big shout out to Amanda, who's uh, rehashing her website, Amanda from the Gold Alliance, because that's been one of her goals and her accountability partner is going to be making sure that she's going to be held accountable for that brand new brand spanking website that we're going to, that we're all looking forward to. (laughs) I I hope Amanda doesn't hear this, but why, why that was a huge accomplishment is she's been talking about that website for two years. So then when... She brought it up. I said, okay, by the end of the week, this is going to be done. Yeah. And it's, and and it's well on its way. Have, yeah. You just have to grab the bull by the horns and tackle those heavy things because, and you'll get this, Stacy. Sometimes they're way easier than we think they are to do with just procrastinate absolutely absolutely and think about the thing okay if there is something that's on your to-do list right that you've been it's you've transferred it on your to-do list for two years now and you haven't done it you've got to think about the thing that is the roadblock for you because it must be something bigger than the task itself right it must be you know, you don't think you have the skills to do that task or you don't quite know where to start to look for it or you, you know, you're worried that it's going to be too expensive. All of those things, you've got to figure out what that what that roadblock is for you and then figure a way to knock it down because once you get to the actual task, you're exactly right, Ray. There's been so many things in the past that I think, you know, that I've put off and put off and put off and when I finally do it, I go, oh, that was easy. Uh, here, first, I want to say the point you just made is so important for our listeners. I'm going to add to that, that I think the number one cause of procrastination is that we can't find, we did that last year, and we can't find the document. So it isn't creating the document. 
it's because we're not so organized to find the one we did last year. Mm. I think a lot of procrastination (laughs) would be lifted. Uh, The feeling would be lifted if we, it's so simple, better organized with our files that we have created that have all the information on it and now we can make it better. And that's something you could do in your future planning two hours, right? Like looking after your future self is getting your filing sorted so that in the future, when you want something, you know exactly where to go to get to it. I have a tip for our listeners on how to begin, even if you haven't done it in the past. Let's say it's recital related or performance related. Everything performance related starts with the P-E-R mm-hmm. and then the name of the document or a dash and then the name of the document. Or if it pertains to recital uh, competition information, C-O-M-P mm-hmm. dash is how you start the file name. And then it's it's as simple as putting in that first three or four, I was going to say digit, or those first three or four letters. And you, it'll be magical the first time when all that stuff pops up. My brain just went, oh, because all of the documents that you send me, re suddenly make sense. <laughs> I'm seeing your filing system in my mind. <laughs> That's I'm a great tip. On, like for the conference, everything says DLTC in front of it. Yes, it does. I I, I can see that I in my mind. I do it on purpose said. because of years, and it's an annual event, years of, so everybody knows this because we can talk about how to be accountable, but it doesn't mean we're 24 hours a day accountable. For me, it was years of not being able to find the folder and having to rewrite that letter again. Oh, no, no one's got time for that, Ray. Everyone's busy. That's good. I love that. I love that tip. And I guess the final thing about accountability and finding an accountability partner is consistency and reliability. Mm. You want someone who's going to be reliable, who when you call to say, I've done this or I've just done my two hours or I need you to hold me accountable, that they're going to be there on the other end of the phone. They're not going to take three weeks to get back to you. And that consistency of checking in with your accountability partner, making sure that you, if you set a time every Tuesday at two o'clock, that that happens every Tuesday at two o'clock, that you don't do it the first three weeks and then it kind of disappears off the calendar. That consistency and that checking in, not just for you, for yourself, for getting things done for that Tuesday, but also making sure that you're reaching out to the other person to show them that you're there to support them consistently so that they can achieve their goals. Because if you are working together and the two of you are exchanging goals and, and trying to lift each other up, you want to make sure that you are you are doing both sides of the bug. And I think that's really important when it comes to an accountability partner. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, the consistency part is how it works. On the other end of that, because I know how I am, if you missed one, that doesn't mean stop either. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that means we're back on track next week, same time, same channel. Yes. That's important to say to everyone. 
Absolutely. And this podcast will be back same time, same channel in a fortnight for our next episode. Thank you so much for joining us for today. Today's episode, of course, has been brought to you by the Dance Life Teacher Conference and Soul. It's a five days, two events. It's going to be absolutely huge and you are not going to want to miss it. Um, it's happening in July and you know, I'm as excited about it as Ree is, not only because the conference is so great, but I get to get on a plane and come and see other people live in person. If you're craving that as much as I am, then make sure you join us at the conference. You can make sure you register now and book your spot, not just for you, but for your faculty and for your dancers as well. There's something for everyone. You can book now at regold.com. Thanks so much for today's episode, Ree. It's been, I've, I've got lots of notes in front of me. I've been taking notes along the way. I've loved it. I've actually uh, taken some notes along the way, too. I'm inspired. I hope our listeners are. See you next time, you guys. And as I always say, and I mean it wholeheartedly, enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 